0: In the meantime just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files it's free to join patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime that's patreon.com slash the writer files help us start something special rainmaker fm hey welcome back to the writer files i'm your host kelton reid here to take you on another tour of the habits habitats and brains renowned writers and in part two of this interview uh, the senior culture writer for buzzfeed news and author of the debut novel startup dory shafrir took a few minutes to talk with me about the early days at gawker her highly anticipated fiction debut and her tips for getting words onto the page the veteran online journalist started out at the philadelphia weekly before taking a position at gawker in 2006 She went on to work as an editor and staff writer for The Rolling Stone and The New York Observer and has contributed to publications including The New York Times, New Yorker, Slate, The All, New York Magazine, The Daily Beast, and Wired. Her whipsmart debut novel is Startup, a satirical skewering of startup culture in New York City that proves there are some dilemmas that no app can solve. Vanity Fair's Nick Bilton, former tech and business columnist for the New York Times, said of the book, I was hooked from the first page and found myself lost in a beautifully written fiction that so succinctly echoes today's bizarre reality. Dory also co-hosts a podcast with husband and nerdist alum, TV writer Matt Myra, titled Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, described as an unintentionally hilarious journey through the world of infertility. In part two of this file, Dory and I discuss the reality and frustration of writer's block, why she made the revelatory move from Microsoft Word to Scrivener, how the author manages stress, hint, HGTV, the city as muse, and why done is sometimes better than good. And if you missed the first half of this show, you can find it in the archives, on iTunes, on writerfiles.fm, and in the show notes. The Writer Files is brought to you by the all-new StudioPress Sites, a turnkey solution that combines the ease of an all-in-one website builder with the flexible power of WordPress. It's perfect for authors, bloggers, podcasters, and affiliate marketers, as well as those selling physical products, digital downloads, and membership programs. If you're ready to take your WordPress site to the next level, see for yourself why over 200,000 website owners trust StudioPress. Go to rainmaker.fm slash studiopress now. That's rainmaker.fm slash Press. And if you're a fan of the writer files, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published. Have you ever run up against writer's block? Is that something uh, you believe in or is it a myth?
1: Oh, I think writer's block is totally real. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there were... I went on book leave for two months from Buzzfeed and I really wanted to make the best use of my time. Cause I knew I only had two months and the days during those two months that I wasn't able to write anything were so frustrating because I was like, Oh, I have this time. <laughs> and just some days I would just sit in front of the computer and I was like, I don't know where this is going, what to write. And I just felt so stuck. Yeah. Um, And, you know, people say, like, if you're stuck, you should just try to free write. And, you know, I think that that is, that can be helpful. I also often find it helpful to just go on a really long walk, um, you know, do something that takes you away from the actual writing. Um, Mm -hmm. I find that it is very rare that just staring at a computer or being in front of a computer and, like. Surfing the internet that does not tend <laughs> to break writers' block.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about your workflow as a, as a journalist um, and fictionist. Now, do you are you a Mac or PC user?
1: I'm a Mac user.
0: When you were writing the book, were you doing it in Word or Scrivener or something else?
1: So actually, a combination. Um, I started the book in Word, and then. Probably like quite, I was quite far along in the book when a friend told me about Scrivener and it changed my life. Mm. Like, I don't think I would have been able to finish the book if I hadn't switched everything over to Scrivener. It was kind of a pain in the ass to switch everything Mm -hmm. um, because in Word, it was one big document and Scrivener doesn't like detect chapter separations right. from a big document in word so i had to kind of manually put each chapter in but um once i did that and i could have a split screen and have like an outline um and also be working on the actual text at the same time that was very revelatory
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um and i've heard this before uh that kind of getting up to speed with scrivener at first is a little painful but then it's a uh, again, like you said, a uh, kind of a revelation. So do you have some best practices for beating that dreaded procrastination when you're uh, on a deadline?
1: Yeah. So I am a big proponent of, um, I guess it's the Pomodoro method, mm-hmm. um, where you set a timer for, I, I forget what Pomodoro actually, Pomodoro has a specific uh, amount of time. It might be like half an hour. Um, I find it very useful to set a timer for a specified amount of time and turn off the internet. I use Freedom, the, the Freedom app, mm-hmm. and um, and just focus. And that, that can be in as small a chunk of time as 15 minutes. Mm. Like, if I have a dedicated amount of time that I know at the end I will be allowed to, like, look at Twitter and check my email, then I can focus. Um, but I find it very difficult to focus with large unstructured blocks of free time.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I forgot to ask you before, but do you stick on headphones or is he someone who prefers silence?
1: Um, so it depends where I am. Um, when I'm working in my house, I usually don't wear headphones. Um, if I'm in a public place, like if I go to a coffee shop or somewhere else i will listen to um there's a spotify playlist called deep focus mm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. i listen to um i can't listen to anything with words so that music is lists like sort of calming like vaguely electronica <laughs> like not stuff i would ever really listen to <laughs> just on my own but i find this kind of ambient noise of it to be very uh, helpful
0: yeah yeah i'm with you on the uh ambient yeah um earlier in the show i mentioned an invaluable resource for writers truth is the arrow mercy is the bow a diy manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing failing and trying again author steve Almond is a beloved professor at harvard and wesleyan and the acclaimed new york times bestseller of 12 books of fiction and nonfiction. And in Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, Steve employs the radical empathy he displayed as a co-host of the Dear Sugars podcast with Cheryl Strayed, where they explored the joys and trials of storytelling to explode myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and truest work. The book includes chapters on plot, character, and chronology, but travels far beyond the earnest intentions of most craft books. It also includes writing prompts to generate new work. Pulitzer Prize-winning author Richard Russo called it one of the best books on writing he's ever read and also the funniest. Pick up a copy of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories wherever you buy books and add it to your TBR today. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a Writer's Happy Hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles for bonus writing resources monthly episode breakdowns for writers happy hour a community of your peers ad free episodes and more it's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime that's patreon.com slash the writer files help us start something cool and special keep calm and write on okay so uh how does dory shafir unplug at the end of a, a long writing day
1: um besides well, blackjack <laughs> yeah. If you ask my husband, he would say, I can't unplug. Um, I, yeah, I'm not great at relaxing. Like I find it very hard to relax. Um, I like, although last night I was, I was like, okay, I just need to just chill out and <laughs> not get I was I was feeling very you know I was feeling very anxious and so I just watched a couple episodes of House Hunters and that calmed me down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, it is very calming that the uh, yeah I don't I actually don't find that calming. Um, the house hunting is cool. I think I I am very jealous of every uh-huh. home on those shows. Uh, so that makes me kind of anxious because I'm like oh man look at that cool place. Um,
1: oh see I I also watch Tiny House Hunters and. I'm not jealous of those <laughs> living spaces. Right. Um, but, I, you know, I also do yoga. Um, I try to... I do Pilates. I, I do a bunch... I try to stay active. Um, and that definitely helps with stress and kind of unwinding. Um, I also read a lot. And um, that is also just kind of like getting lost in a, in a good book <laughs> is 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 like very you know it's good to sort of take myself out of um the world for a little while
0: for sure for sure um how would you define creativity kind of in your own words
1: i would say being imaginative um being curious uh being expressive those are all hallmarks of creativity. I think.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think from for a lot of writers, I mean, creativity is kind of the uh, the bedrock of of what you do. But do you have something? Do you do you have something that makes you feel most creative, or like a, a creative uh, muse right now?
1: Hmm, a creative muse.
0: Something something that just kind of spurs your your uh, interest.
1: Well, you know, for. The book I just, for startup, New York kind of was a muse for me. And because Mm -hmm. I live in Los Angeles now, it was interesting for me to have that distance on New York and to be able to romanticize it a little bit, which I was not really able to do while I was living there. Mm -hmm. Um, Los Angeles, I kind of like want Los Angeles to be a muse in in a similar way, but I'm not quite there yet. Yeah, Um, I love living here, but... I, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not totally there
0: yet. Interesting. So. Interesting. Yeah. I've heard the New York, um, muse s- story often actually, um, by some storied fictionists such as, uh, Jay McInerney, for instance, um, mm-hmm. that's kind of, that is his muse for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of plugging into the city. It seems like, you know, when you're in Manhattan, uh, well, really anywhere, uh, in New York, but especially in Manhattan, there's that, I don't know there's that kind of spirit of New York that you don't sense in LA I mean I did live in LA myself totally. oh, okay. um, and it, it's kind of you know this vast sprawling kind of uh, yeah. mini mall but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Manhattan is has has this uh, history and these kind of ghosts that you don't sense in LA but
1: yeah I mean I guess if I were like Living at the Chateau Marmont, I might feel differently, but sure. <laughs> I am not, and that's probably that, not going to happen. Is that, why, <laughs> is that why
0: every cool uh, rock star lives at the Chateau Marmont? Yeah.
1: yeah, because I think it's like, it is one of the places in Los Angeles that has that kind of mystique and yeah. feels old, even though compared to stuff in New York, it's not that old, right. um, but it has that kind of like mysterious cool vibe
0: yeah, um yeah
1: yeah
0: and the ghost of john belushi yeah uh, exactly
1: exactly but the
0: sunset strip i mean is probably the the uh yeah the kind of the heart of the beating heart of that weird universe totally um so what do you think makes a writer great
1: oh boy <laughs> um I think makes a writer great. I mean, certainly having imagination and being able to create characters and worlds and narratives that take people out of their worlds, like kind of what I was just mm-hmm. saying. Like, a, I think it's really hard to um, it's really hard to write a book that people feel completely engrossed in. And I always admire writers in any genre who are able to do that. Um, and of course, on like a purely kind of mechanical prose level, there's, there's, a way, there's a way of writing prose that I think is kind of instantly recognizable mm. to people who appreciate good writing. Um, you know, you, you want someone who feels Original who has their own voice, who doesn't resort to cliches or kind of standard writing tropes, um, and who has an original story to tell.
0: Hmm. Do you have a couple of faves that are kind of sitting on your nightstand right now?
1: Um. So. Or
0: in your Kindle, I should have said.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I actually I have really. I'm one of those people who has been going back and forth uh, ebook and paper. Mm -hmm. Um, I really, I kind of appreciate both of them for, for different reasons. Um, Certainly traveling is a lot easier with an ebook. Just, there's just no question about that. So often when I'm traveling, I will load up my Kindle with um, like long Long books that I would not want to lug around, but
2: um, mm-hmm.
1: I also I also really appreciate um, a hardcover book, and I think especially now that I've written a novel, I appreciate a hardcover book even more. There is something really powerful about being able to hold mm-hmm. a book, a physical object in your hands, and and for someone like me who has worked on the internet for so long, um, you know that was that was really powerful when I when I first was able to hold my book in my hands, like it, it, it just, it had this power that I wasn't, um, that I wasn't expecting, but to answer your question, (laughs) um, some books that I've really liked recently, I love Jamie Attenberg's, um, last book, all grown up. Mm -hmm. Um, I just thought it was so smart and funny and poignant, Really well done. Um, I really liked uh, Viet Thanh Wen's um The Sympathizer. Um, I thought that was such an amazing book. Uh, Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie's book, Americana.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I loved... Um, what else have I... Oh, I just... My my colleague, Sachi Cool has a book of essays coming out called, um, one day we'll all be dead and none of this will matter, mm. which in my opinion is like the best title for a book of <laughs> essays ever. Um, and not just because I know Sachi, but her book is just so good. And I am, I am always a little bit skeptical of like people in their twenties who write books of essays or memoirs, but <laughs> she is so talented and so funny and so sharp. Um, it's just, it's such a good book. She is the daughter of Indian immigrants and grew up in Canada and just has really smart things to say about race. And it's and immigration and Canada. Um, it's, it's it's a really, it's a really, really great book.
0: Nice, nice. Um, all right. So before we kind of wrap it up here, I could keep you all afternoon, I'm sure, but you have places <laughs> to be. Um, as most writers do, do you have like a, a best love quote kind of floating over your desk or? in your mind?
1: Um, I don't really have a quote like that, but (laughs) I, (laughs) I did. Um, no, I saw that question on your list and I was like, huh? Um, nothing really comes to mind, but I did once do a post for Buzzfeed, Called 24 quotes that will inspire you to write more okay um that <laughs> is a like i actually kind of worked pretty hard to uh <laughs> to find these quotes um but
0: i'm looking it up now
1: yeah <laughs> um
0: all right we got it i'll link to it
1: okay cool um yeah, there's, you know, there's like Harper Lee saying, I would advise anyone who aspires to a writing career that before developing his talent, he would be wise to develop a thick hide. Love it. Um, Ray Bradbury, just write every day of your life, read intensely, then see what happens. Most of my friends who are put on that diet have very pleasant careers. Um, <laughs> Tony Morrison, if there's a book that you want to read, but it hasn't been written yet, then you must write it. So yeah, you know, all, all those kinds of. Love all it. those kinds of I lo- quotes. I love it. I appreciate it. I will link to it. I
0: will link to it often.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, <cool. laughs>
0: okay. So, uh, before we wrap up with some advice to your fellow scribes, uh, maybe we'll do one fun one here. If you could choose any author from any era uh, for an all expense pay dinner to your favorite spot in the world, who would you take and where would you take them?
1: So, it would definitely be Dorothy Parker um, because she she's just so fascinating and so funny and of a New York that I am fascinated by. Um, and I think I would take her to Keene's Steakhouse in New York City, which mm-hmm. is a very classic New York steakhouse. And I would just kind of want to see what she was like in that environment. And yeah. I think we would have a great time and probably get very drunk.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. All right. I can picture it. Um, <laughs> all right. Bef- well, before you... Offer advice to your fellow scribes. Uh, we will just mention the novel one more time Startup, uh, one of the most anticipated books of this year um, or, or any year, really. Uh, a hilarious debut novel that proves there are some dilemmas that no app can solve. It's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying <laughs> it. Um, gets sucked right in, and it's definitely a page turner. So, uh, Thank you. listeners, find Startup a novel. um so uh can you offer some advice to your fellow writers on just how to keep going how to keep the ink flowing how to keep the the cursor moving
1: yeah so i think it is i think really writing every day which is something that i don't always do but i try to do is really important um i think that quantity influences quality Um, I think that if you are so concerned with always having everything perfect, you're never going to write anything and it's better to finish something than to not finish something because you're worried that it's not good.
0: Very good. Very good. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to do this. Best of luck with, uh, finishing up your tour out there. And um, we hope you come back and chat with us again sometime.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks for having me. All right.
0: Cheers. Thanks so much for joining me for this half of a tour through the writer's process. If you enjoy the Writer Files podcast, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review on iTunes to help other writers find us. For more episodes or to just leave a comment or a question, you can drop by writerfiles.fm. And you can always chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week.